the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Business 1440. KYCR Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. Stream on the go with the free Business 1440 app. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Labor Secretary Eugene Scalia is warning the socialist-leaning policies of some of the Democratic presidential contenders, some avowed socialists, would harm the U.S. economy. If we have a president who comes in and reverses what this president has done with deregulation and tax cuts, there is, uh, in my mind, you know, zero question that it will undo uh, the economic gains that we're uh, experiencing right now. Labor Secretary Eugene Scalia telling the Salem Radio Network wages are growing. The jobless rate remains at a 50-year low. For now, the nation's largest retail trade group says holiday sales increased by 4.1%. The star power President Trump's legal team just went up, bringing in experience both in constitutional law and the politics of impeachment. He's adding retired law professor Alan Dershowitz as well as Ken Starr, the former independent counsel. This is SRN News. Your Amazon smart speaker is now your all-access pass to financial strategists, economic pros, and more. Tune in with Alexa. Just say, play Business Radio 1440. That's play Business Radio 1440. I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry. And I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called, and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now, as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Minnesota did. And now... I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. 2020 is the year your business is going to thrive. Or will it? Resolve to use digital marketing to your advantage with the help from the pros at Salem Surround. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Since 1992, Cormark Metals has been providing businesses and do-it-yourselfers materials and services needed to complete their projects, from steel, fabrication, engineer design services, and more. Join their community to shop and get inspired. Visit CormarkMetals.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. It's the King Banyan Show. 
As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Just say what you got, man. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Hey, welcome back, King Banyan Show. Second hour of the show today. And I'm going to start it off with a little bit of a bang. I'm going to say something that I think is going to be fairly controversial, um, particularly with our listeners. I try to challenge you when uh, I think there are inconsistencies in how we talk about about some issues. And here's an issue where I think we're we are glaringly inconsistent um, in uh, in what in what we're saying uh, saying here, and, and, and it's this it's this thing with. Uh, uh, with with the tweeting of a of a, an executive with one of the teams in the National Basketball Association causing a ruckus in China. All right. Um, look, uh, a couple months ago, and we I think we talked about it here on the show at one point. I'll have to go back and see if I can find the uh, find the tape. I think we've got a Banyan business brief on this that plays during the week. Uh, the business roundtable. Um, the business roundtable uh, announced that uh, they were changing their they were changing their statement of corporate purpose. Now, the statement of corporate purpose is basically basically a statement of who does a corporation serve, and this goes back to a relatively famous paper in a Newsweek column back in the days when Newsweek was a printed paper. And they had people like Milton Friedman uh, in it. This is back in the days when, when you know, magazines and newspapers uh, had much greater, I would say, diversity of opinion on its pages than many of them do today. Um, I say that say that based on personal knowledge. I've had I've I've had it said to me that a paper that was considering having me write a column for them got it was vetoed because I was because my views were not considered to be sufficiently in line with the views of that that paper let me say right from the start they have every right to do so they don't owe me a single line of space in their paper what I prefer though is that if they should ever say well we we guarantee a complete open discussion and free and diversity of opinion, I'd say, well, that hasn't always been true. All right. So the business roundtable, which is, which is a group of corporate, corporate leaders. Uh, okay. So these are fairly large organizations. Um, said something to the effect, it uh, uh, came out and said basically that, the corporation has a responsibility to a broader group of people than just its shareholders. It actually has uh, there are other stakeholders, including the environment, or at least or climate. Ch- I think they actually used uh, global climate change as their words in their example. Now, I'm forgetting that. I'm doing this from memory for the most part. I could have pulled up the exact language, but it's 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 only tangentially relevant to this to the question at hand. Many folks, conservative folks, including people like me, who were who were brought up on Milton Friedman, and brought up to believe that the responsibility of the business is is they have a fiduciary responsibility to their shareholders to guarantee that their money's being handled in a prudent fashion in order to return their investments with 
with the expectations of gain that uh, those investors have. If I give you, and I'll use the biblical term, if I give you two talents and you go and, and expect you to bring me back to bring me back more because I'm telling you to go out and invest it, I will not reward you if you just bury it in the dirt. The expect you know I will not reward you if you tithe tithe uh, some of the two talents over to the poor. That's not what I gave it to you for. I can give to the poor just as easily as you can. I don't need you as an agent. Okay, not that I don't hire agents. I give regularly to to I, I, you know when the United Way campaign comes through campus, I regularly give to it. I've been on the board of the United Way, uh, the 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 volunteer board of the United Way. I believe in it. I believe. I, I, So I do hire agents to do my philanthropy, but I certainly don't hire a corporate leader to that effect. And so I was critical of that and said, "Eh, that's not exactly what I would do, but I get it. And I think that businesses need to keep in mind sort of sort of a longer term view i think there is there is a short term bias in corporate decision making i think there's a shorter term bias in political decision making so i think you know when when politicians criticize corporations for being short term thinkers um i think we'll get to talk about the trade deal in a bit i think this is a case of short term thinking on the part of particularly on part of president trump i'll get to that in a bit so let me now turn then to the story of the NBA. So an official, Daryl Morey, who, by the way, I've followed Daryl Morey on Twitter because he's an interesting guy. I love professional basketball. Let me just say, I don't know if Wyatt likes pro- basketball. I've had folks, uh, I've had producers on the show in the past who are NBA fans. Uh, and, um, and sometimes we get into chats about sports, and most of my listeners don't want to hear me talk about sports because there are other shows that do that. So we want this isn't about this is only about basketball as an industry. But this could have been this could have been the the shoe company Nike. This could have been Apple. This could have been just about anybody. A manager, a, a senior level manager in a firm, tweets support for Hong Kong. Right, in this case, Daryl Morey, the general manager of the team, the Houston Rockets, who, by the way, are the reason why the NBA is big in China is no small part due to the Houston Rockets signing and playing and making a star out of Yao Ming, who's now the commissioner of the Chinese Basketball Association. Okay, so, and again, I'll try to try to keep this off of the sports per, the sports per se. The Chinese are upset. The Chinese government is upset. And it just so happens that the Chinese gov- that that the NBA is having preseason games in China this past week. So there's all this negative press, there's a threat to cancel the games, press conferences are canceled and so forth. And and the NBA comes out with a very anodyne statement regarding regarding uh, uh uh, support for uh, freedom of speech and so on, basically saying they let me to make a long story short, they left they left their manager twisting in the wind. Okay, and there are lots of criticisms now of the NBA. People on the left, people on the right, criticizing the NBA. Crit, you know, picking on 
picking on uh, people who've been outspoken in progressive causes in the past, coaches and players alike. And I'm not naming names, okay? I'm just not going to get into that. I'm not because I'm not. I'm actually planning to support those people right now. I'm not. Criti- I'm not going to criticize them, so I'm not going to name names. But people who said things, and yes, I've seen some comments that were made about the about when individual players and coaches were asked about that. I've heard some comments. You go, boy, that's just dumb. Why didn't you just say no comment or say I don't know anything about that? A few have, and. To which I say, okay, that's an honest answer. If you don't know, you don't know. But let me make the more fundamental point. And that's this. A business has a right to protect its revenue streams from having one of its employees criticize a customer. If if, if you're on the sales floor of my store... And a customer walks in with some very outlandish shirt. Or suppose the, per- suppose the person comes in, comes into my store and, and is wearing a, a shirt with a shirt with a, 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 a profanity on it. We know those shirts. We know the profanity that appears on some of those shirts. You see them every day at the state, Minnesota State Fair, right? And and suppose my employee says to them, you can't wear that here. Get out of the store. And suppose that customer is a customer that does a lot of business for you. Could the employee be fired for that? Of course. Is the shirt free speech? It is outside. Free speech is something related to the government. It's not related to a private business. Or even a sports league. Okay. And that brings me back around to the business roundtable. People who are upset about about the business roundtable saying, well, we have to think about we have to think about global climate change. We need to think about the poor. We need to think about our employees. We can't just think about our shareholders. The people who are upset with that. Okay, and said that's wrong. The the business of the business of business is business. Are now upset that the NBA isn't taking a stand for 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 the people of Hong Kong or the Uyghurs. Well, they can in their private capacity, right? But if you're at a press conference with the NBA with with you know with the Jerry West logo behind you. You're speaking from behalf of the NBA. And your job is to protect the revenue of the NBA. I want you to think about it in this way. The way basketball teams have their salary cap is determined as a fixed percentage. I think it's 53% of what's called basketball-related income. So it takes all the revenue that all the teams have, puts it in a big pile, or doesn't actually physically put in a pile, but but adds it all up, then takes a percentage of that and says, that's the total amount of money that's going to be paid to basketball players across the league. And then from that determines what each team is going to be allocated to be able to spend. When that GM spoke out and caused a row in China to cause China to stop buying their products 
to stop going to games to cancel TV contracts. That not only hurts the owners, it also hurts the players because the cap comes down. There are some people analyzing and thinking that maybe each team will have 10 to $15 million less to spend on players. That's somebody's income that's going to be hurt by that. Does the GM of one team have, you know, have the right to say something that will cause someone else's income who plays for another team to fall? That's kind of a weird set of, set of ethics if you, if you think that, that that's true. Now, what, what Daryl Morey says at dinner, what Daryl Morey says at a cocktail party is his own business. What Daryl Morey says in a U.S. government building is protected by freedom of speech. But when on his Twitter feed he lists that he is the general manager of the Houston Rockets of the National Basketball Association, he doesn't have those rights. We'll be back after this. You're listening to King Banyan on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. How does the baby move in your tummy? How does the baby eat? Can the baby hear me? How did the baby get in there? Wow, a pregnancy can sure generate a lot of questions. But what's important is that a baby is a baby, inside and out of the womb. Not just after birth, but nine months before, at conception. That's right, every baby is a miracle. Hello, my name is Marianne Kloharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro-life. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America. 
Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Business 1440 and iHeartRadio, they go together like pennies and pinching. Listen anytime, anywhere at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Oh, just keep playing this. Come on. Yeah. All right, we take that down. Thank you. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Thank you for listening. As I as I pointed out just now to Don on Twitter, the, the story of the NBA comes down to this. The estimated revenues that come from China are about $500 million. In an, it, for, a, for a powerful, powerful uh, sports league that probably brings in about five to six times that much. Without a doubt, the the calculation has to include the fact that folks like Don may say, who maybe did go to NBA games, say, well, you know, unless you speak out on behalf of Hong Kong and the Uyghurs, I'm never going to attend another NBA game. That's fine. You can absolutely positively do that. And if enough of people feel that way, the NBA will change its behavior. And that, in fact, is what markets do. But that requires both of them to be paying. That, that, that impact happens through the market test. It happens through the market. It doesn't happen through some, some corporate browbeating on, you know, uh, th- that, you know, where, where you've got, uh, and particularly not when you might have political leaders who say, well, uh, because of what's happening in Hong Kong, NBA, the, the NBA cannot tour China. Or what's happening to the Uyghurs, um, uh, the, uh, the major, major League Baseball cannot play uh, an exhibition game in China, or, or something like that, okay? Let, let consumers decide that. Let businesses decide that on their own. You know, just because a business is engaged in a, it, 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 just because a business is following its fiduciary duties to to support the uh, support creating revenues and profits for their shareholders doesn't mean that they'll be completely oblivious to social concerns. But the way social concerns are communicated are through the marketplace, and as as and as um, as uh, Don points out, um, you know the uh, there are court cases that that deal with businesses that choose to not serve certain customers. Well, that's true, Don, except for the fact that 
The Supreme Court has no jurisdiction in China. So that but that is how that is how that that can be resolved. Okay. If you're interested in that topic, 651-289-4477 if you want to speak to that specific topic. I realize that's an unpopular opinion because I'm telling you 90% of the people I hear just are 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 slagging on the NBA right now. For for that. And I say, well, in that case if you believe that's true, then you should support what the Business Roundtable just did and saying that uh, they have to obey multiple stakeholders, not just their shareholders, because you're telling the NBA to do that. If you agree with that, great, fine. But if you still agree with Milton Friedman that the, the, the responsibility of the, of, the, of the management of a corporation is to, is to, uh, is to protect the interests of their shareholders... That, in fact, is what the NBA is doing. Okay, because its shareholders are are basically the the group of the the thirty ownership groups that own that own the various uh, the, the various uh, teams around the around the around the country. I guess it's a countries. Okay, so I f- excuse me, I for- forgot Toronto. They just happen to be the world champion right now. Anyway, let that we'll set that we'll set that piece aside. I do want to talk about one thing that that has caught my eye. Are actually two related things. There has been a fair amount of of what's the word I want to use? Um, dissonance among the among the central bank governors of the European Central Bank regarding negative interest rates. Okay, that seems to be that seems to be out there. So. On Thursday, on on Thursday, uh, the minutes of the ECB's meeting were published. The, uh, their meeting from from uh, from uh, uh, September twelfth, and and it turns out that three of the central banks were in sharp disagreement with a re- with cutting the interest rate of the ECB deeper into negative territory and resuming QE. They were they were in sharp disagreement. The decision driven by Mario Draghi. This is from uh, the uh, online magazine New Europe. The decision driven by Mario Draghi has divided the 19-member eurozone in a manner that calls into question the prospect of the policy being carried through by Christine Lagarde. In past. Conservative members of the board have made the theoretical case about revising the inflation target below 2%. But they are now making the legal argument that the ECB should stick to the rule, um, should stick to the rule that uh, of not purchasing more than a third of a member state's total bond issue, which limits the size of quantitative easing. That limit could soon be breached, according to this piece, the Financial Times reported on, on Thursday that the ECB's legal committee had voiced objections to the September 12 policy announcements on these various grounds. The ECB is actually going to bust its own rules, according to, to this. The minutes reflect that there was more opposition to bond buying than negative interest rates. The ECB's bond buying program drives bond yields down, holding public debt in check while providing fiscal scope for expansionary budgetary policies. However, it is also seen as a problem for institutional investors, including pension funds, because they're getting really low yields, uh, 
and conservative members of the board have argued that the ECB is overreaching using policy tools that go beyond the objective of retaining price stability. Unlike the United States, the European Central Bank has a single mandate of price stability. It does not have a mandate to maximize employment. So, here is what here is here is how this relates to what's happening in the United States. This week, um, uh, Chair, uh, Chairman Powell, I don't think we have that that particular piece yet. Prob- oh yes, we do. We do have this. Chairman Powell gets onto the air, uh, gives a speech at the National Association of Business Economists out in Denver. This was from Wednesday, uh, and I think we have the Powell piece. Uh, cut number four, please, uh, Wyatt, if you could. My colleagues colleagues and I will soon announce measures to add to the supply of reserves over time. Consistent with the decision we made in January, our goal is to provide an ample supply of reserves to ensure that control of the federal funds rate and other short-term interest rates is exercised primarily by setting our administered rates and not through frequent market operations. Of course, we will not hesitate to conduct temporary operations if if needed to foster trading in the federal funds market at rates within the target range. Stop there, please. Reserve balances are one among several items on the liability side. Go ahead and, go ahead and you can cut it off there, Wyatt. Thank li- you. Uh, I, I have what I, So the U.S., so the Fed, which had an FOMC meeting, in which it didn't say anything like this, but before its FOMC meeting, which is happening at the end of October, makes this relatively vague statement. We're going to put some money in. This is consistent with the repo market crisis that happened in in September, just before the last meeting. And they say, well, we're going to add some reserves on. And then on this week, they add in, uh, they, they add in uh, a, a six-month operation to add almost six, about $60 billion of Treasury bills per month, to buy $60 billion of Treasury bills per month, to ease cash shortages, they say. Now, They've been very, very careful to not call this quantitative easing. They don't want, they don't want it to be called that. But I believe, if I have this right, I think this is uh, in um, in this particular uh, uh, piece. This is David Zervos. He's a, an economist at uh, Jeffries and Company, a, a Wall Street uh, brokerage. Uh, and this was on CNBC yesterday uh, afternoon. Uh, can you play the David Zervos piece, uh, Wyatt? Well, I, I think the big story today is actually I sort of agree with, with Diane a bit. I think the trade story is still very much in flux, but the Fed just announced that they're going to buy basically somewhere around 400 to $450 billion worth of Treasury securities and do another $150 billion in repo operations uh, on a regular basis. And, and that, that's over the next six months or so. That's a pretty sizable amount. I mean, we're, we're bordering on what amounts to what, what we did in QE2. It is in the short end of the market, but it is adding a lot of immediate liquidity. And I think people probably are reacting to that in, 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 in a way that is not, not, they're not overreacting to it yet, but I think they're reacting to it correctly, that that is a, a pretty sizable easing in, in financial conditions that's been announced by the Fed. And it's a little bit stealth because it didn't come out in a statement. It didn't come out in a uh, sort of big hoopla of a, of a, of a, typical FOMC meeting, so they're trying to make it technical, 
But it really isn't that technical. It's technically uh, very similar, if not identical, uh, to much of what we saw during the QE period. So I think that's a huge, a huge catalyst for the market. Is it enough to overcome some of the other issues uh, that we have out there with related to trade, slowdown globally, all the stuff going on in Hong Kong, China, and the relations deteriorating? I, I, I don't know, but you know, it's nice to see that we're back at 3,000, which is around there, which is kind of where we were at the beginning of the summer. So this particular, so this buy, which is 60 billion a month, Treasury bills, meaning meaning uh, Treasury securities of less than one year maturity. So they're trying to push that down. What will happen is the yield curve will, you know, which we talked about being inverted in the last hour, is going to uninvert. But that's because of because you're starting to ease to try to hold off the recession. And yes, the market jumped at the news. That happened on the very same time that the that the trade deal was being announced. So when people say, "Well, the market jumped because of the trade deal," I don't, I don't know that that's true. I think this was a big deal. They did it very quietly. And and frankly, we don't have enough details from this. I believe they're going to have to start releasing some additional details on Monday on this. It is a it is a very important thing. I have got to I, I told you there's just so much news out there to talk about, but this is a piece that kind of flew under flew under the radar, but pay attention to it because because this this is what I think actually was making markets move yesterday and will continue to cause market movement uh, over the next week or two. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan show on Business 1440. Are you ready to make some improvements to your home? Maybe plush new carpeting or beautiful wood flooring? How about worry-free, waterproof, luxury vinyl plank flooring in your bathroom or basement? They even have a huge variety of affordable kitchen cabinets and countertops to choose from. When you're ready to start looking, Serenity Home Interiors can help. With their spacious 4,000-square-foot Burnsville showroom, they have thousands of combinations to match your dreams and your budget. Plus, the friendly professionals at Serenity Home Interiors are here to help you every step of the way. Serenity was founded on providing you with name brands you can trust, service you deserve, and pricing you can afford. So whether you need full-service interior design, a new floor installed, or you're a do-it-yourselfer and just want to purchase what you need at a great price, Serenity Home Interiors has you covered. Call today for a free no-pressure, no-obligation in-home consultation and estimate at 952-303-4033 or visit shi-mn.com. With the cold weather upon us, it's time to look at the bright side of winter for homeowners. Did you know this is the best time of year to get quotes on window replacements? Contractors are very motivated during the slower time of year, and the prices reflect that. It's also the perfect time to examine your windows with a heat gun to see which ones are the worst if you only want to replace a few. I'm Ryan with my three quotes. As you may already know, this is the only free service of its kind. I'll stop by with the heat gun when we measure your windows, and I'll email you competitive installed window quotes from multiple local contractors. Whether you're looking for major brands like Anderson and Marvin or local Minnesota vinyl brands, we'll come up with the best options for your house during our one-hour meeting. Normally, you would need to sit through nine hours of high-pressure dog-and-pony shows to get that many quotes. Let me do the legwork for you, since I know where to get the best quality at the best prices. If you decide to move forward, I'll be there to write up the order and do a walkthrough when it's done. And yes, installs are done all winter long. Set up an appointment online at My3Quotes. That's the number three, My3Quotes. 
Are you looking for accessories for your pressure washer? American Pressure in Robbinsdale is the authority. From rotor nozzles to flat surface cleaners, extending wands, sewer jetting hose and nozzles, undercarriage cleaners, hose reels, and more. We've got it all for you. Visit us at AmericanPressure.com. Learn the skills to create a second income without a second boss. Call now for a free investing class at 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. That's learnwithota.com. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. The following program was pre-recorded. Welcome back, King Daniel Show, Business 1440. Thank you for your patience today. We've been trying to get a little extra audio up and ready for you to hear. I got some of it. I don't have as much as this. I don't have everything I thought I'd have, but we got some of it, and it'll help you understand what's happening with the trade deal. Because, you know, that's what people come here for is what's the news. I'm telling you, there's just lots of news. This thing this thing with the Federal Reserve, that's a big deal. On a, on a quieter news day... We'd have spent we'd have spent at least thirty minutes talking about that. I can only spend five, the five I just did. So that's that's all you're going to get of that. But we got to talk about the trade deal. So, so Liu He, the uh, the the vice premier of uh, China, comes out and sa- and and comes to the U.S. after his deputies had been here earlier in the week. Um, has a meeting first with Robert Lighthizer and and Steve and Stephen Mnuchin, the uh, the, the, the Treasury Secretary. And he comes in, he comes out, Mnuchin comes out uh, middle of the day Friday, yesterday. And he says to the, he says this to uh, a press gaggle and fr- a, a press briefing uh, that was supposed to discuss other things, but I think ended up being pretty much mostly on trade. Let's play the Mnuchin clip, please. I wanted to make sure everybody knew in advance I wasn't talking about China because I didn't want to think I was calling a specific China meeting. Uh, we have had productive two days of discussions, Ambassador Lighthizer and myself with the Vice Premier and others. We will be meeting with the President shortly. We will be updating the President on those. He'll then be meeting with the Vice Premier. I wouldn't be surprised if, like usual, he decides to invite a few of you in. But uh, I'm not going to make any other comments in advance of us meeting with the president. The stock market is very optimistic. So I think that um, I think that the the so the meeting with the president did happen. There was a there was a a, a press a press gaggle in the uh, in the uh, I think it was in the green room uh, and uh, at the White House, and the president announced that they were now going to move forward with with a phased program, which they have said they didn't want to do. So the U.S. has already made a pretty significant move. They are willing to do it in pieces rather than do a full-blown deal. And this is um, um, this, this is a significant step in, the, in, in, in this. So there's no question that the, that the 
tone of the week was almost entirely to make markets more comfortable. So yes, the market went up after after the announcement of the of this this thing and it's interesting, I'll just say the Fed does not want me to call it quantitative easing. It's quantitative easing, folks. As Zer- as David Zervas points out, it's almost identical to QE2. It it is almost identical. They've gone back into the playbook and said, "Hey, we ran that play last time, things seem to get better. After we did this, we're going to run that play again." It's not the only thing they're doing. Uh, they're also engaged in the repo market, but we're going to set that aside. I actually need to spend more time figuring out what the heck they're actually up to. So I'm going to come back to you with more on that next week. But that's 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 put a pin in that. That's news we have to watch going forward. But that happens. But all and, and Azerva says there was also at the same time this trade optimism. Uh, this shows up with uh, Diane Swank from Grant Thornton, who used to be the president of the National Association of Business Economists. Uh, long time, long time uh, forecaster, highly credible. She says this on CNBC yesterday. Played uh, Swamp, please. Well, I don't put too much faith in anyone day. I look at the trade situation, and I'm really glad that we're not going to see the scheduled hike in tariffs. But this doesn't really resolve anything on trade. It doesn't lift the veil of uncertainty because all the tariffs we still have out there are still there. And the really hard mile to cross, the intellectual property mile, not the 21st, 20th century intellectual property that China's offering us, but the 21st century intellectual property infractions, that's not going to happen right anytime soon. So I'm a little concerned about uncertainty still weighing on the economy. So what they've announced is is is, is so what they've announced actually does have some uncertainty built into it. So I, there are very few details still at this time. Okay, there are still very very few details. Um, the they wanted to get a, a full uh, restructuring of the Chinese economy. They don't have that. Here's what they get instead. There's an agricultural deal that China China would increase uh, its in- purchase of U.S. ag goods by 40 to 50 billion dollars within a year, and that would be substantial gains because ag trade has typically been more like in the 20s. But of course, this is making this is making a virtue out of necessity. Uh, I continue to point out that African swine flu, which has decimated the 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 supply of hogs in uh, China has caused them to be in a bit of a panic. Their prices for their ag goods has, have been rising dramatically. That is causing tension in certain parts of China. And the government is not immune to that kind of pressure. So I think it's important for us to, to think of, think through what that means. Um, I, I, think about what that means. That's okay. So the ag deal, yeah, it's fine. It, maybe it turns out, but we'll have to see what happens. This is it, this was low hanging fruit. The U.S. wants to sell those sell those ag products. It helps them with their farm. It helps Trump's uh, political base in the farm states. At the same time, the Chinese desperately need foodstuffs because they've had they've had. Uh, a serious infection of of their of their hog supply, and need to get that uh, need to get that done. All right, but as uh, is just being pointed out now um, by uh, by uh, 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 Chris Balding, 
uh, at Balding's World. Uh, the um, they make these promises all the time, and it's important to wonder whether or not this will ever have any follow through. Um, because, because for example, has fentanyl actually been um, ever come through? No, I don't think so. I I assume we don't have the Trump uh, uh, quote. I don't think we were able to to get that get that cut up in time. So I'm just going to describe the other parts of this deal. So the farmers are happy with this. Uh, that's fine. They also talked about having a currency agreement. Again, this is making a virtue out of reality. The reality is that that in fact the Chinese do not depreciate their currency rapidly they don't like it it's never been something they want to do if anything they have made the one too valuable vis-a-vis the dollar they've they maintained it too high not too low and when they started to move back toward equilibrium a little bit everybody got it got all in a fuss about hey maybe it's maybe this is uh maybe they're they're manipulating the currency again no they're not so it's fine i'm not worried about that Okay. But here's the thing. What Trump has done, and so we got to give credit where credit's due. What Trump has said is not, he's not removed any of the tariffs he's put in place. What he said is the increases we planned on, we're going to delay still, and we're going to delay them for a longer period of time. So they're delayed until the signing, which is supposed to happen, happen in, at a, at, at a meeting of, um, at a meeting at a meeting of uh, the APEC countries in Chile um, at the at toward the end of November, so they got about four weeks, five weeks to actually get something. They're actually going to sign an agreement, so there'll actually be papers to be signed this time. And that's kind of important because that that is more of a commitment. It appears that that they haven't given away the store regarding uh, Huawei. That's important. They haven't stopped that. And they say IP issues are going to be part of phase two. That said, it's clear to me that the Chinese got most of the uh, the stuff that relieves their pressure up front in return for a few extra billion dollars going to farmers. Well, maybe it's even 10 to 15 billion dollars more going to farmers. Maybe. We'll see. And all the heavy stuff is basically kicked off until after the next election. Yes, they will say they're starting negotiations. Mark my words. A phase two agreement, whatever that shape that should be, would not be signed in 2020. It'll be signed in 2021. And that is, in fact, what the Chinese are hoping for. They are actually hoping that this president loses his next election so they never have to institute phase two. They never have to fix IP. They never have to do any of that. All right. This was the moment in which in which um, Trump relieved some of the pressure. President Trump relieved some of the pressure on President Xi, particularly regarding food, in return for some support for his farm states. It's a good deal for both sides, as far as it goes. But addressing the fundamental issues that it was that the trade war was supposed to start, it didn't do that. It'll be better for the country a little a little bit in the short run. 
won't necessarily be better for the country in the long run. But again, unlike corporations, politicians have a very short time horizon. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Do you want to get rid of your expensive landline, save money, but keep your important home telephone number? Then OurOldNumber.com has the perfect solution. OurOldNumber.com allows you to keep your home phone number and cancel that expensive landline connection. With OurOldNumber.com, calls from family and friends to your home phone number are answered by a personal greeting from you. The caller selects which family member they want to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded to that family member's cell phone. Your important home phone number is still your number. It's still in directory assistance, and no matter where you happen to be, you'll never miss a call. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. There are no long-term contracts, and it's only $9.99 per month. Best of all, OurOldNumber.com eliminates those annoying sales calls. Now, your home telephone number can be as mobile as you and your family are with OurOldNumber.com. Visit OurOldNumber.com to learn more and get started today. OurOldNumber.com. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Minnesota. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. If you are experiencing hair loss, let this be the year to make a new hair's resolution. I'd like to introduce you to the only permanent solution to hair loss. I need more hair.com. Hi, I'm Mike Greenlee, familiar voice with Minnesota hockey fans. If you have hair loss and want more hair, go to INeedMoreHair.com. You will find some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in Minnesota. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including some of the most prominent celebrities, a full head of hair, and they can do the same for you. Here's the best part. Their technique is so advanced, the results are guaranteed in writing, and their prices are the best in the business. Prices as low as $3 per graft. Their office is conveniently located in Egan. INeedMoreHair.com will allow you to see a more confident reflection of yourself. That's INeedMoreHair.com. The consultations are free, and the results are amazing. Check out INeedMoreHair.com for complete details. That's INeedMoreHair.com. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Let this be the year to make a new hair's resolution. Check out INeedMoreHair.com. Wyatt, it's been suggested that we need a good barbecue to go with the music selections today. Did you find the barbecue place across the street from the station yet? Uh, I've not gone there yet, but I know. I think I know. Okay, next time I'm at the station, that's a date. All right, hey. 
All right. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Just want to remind you one more time. Uh, let me let me go grab grab my uh, my sheet again uh, for for you want to see the War for America's Soul Tour. Dennis Prager, Larry Elder live a week from Tuesday. That's October twenty second. The Crown Plaza Air. The main event starts at seven p.m. Uh, there are only if you want to sit in the places where you can where you can really see them well and the preferred tickets. There's only about. There's le- there's less than thirty tickets left. You gotta go get the tickets now. Okay, this this event is going to sell out. It's going to sell out. You need to get them. All right. Go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Click on the banner at the top left there and and get your tickets now. I will be there. Mitch will be there. Brad will be there. And if you act now, you'll be there too. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to hearing what Dennis and Larry have to say. I find I find them always like two of our three most interesting uh, uh, hosts that I get to listen to. Uh, I won't identify the third. Anyway, uh, I could go on and on about uh, about the, this, but you know, to think about the trade issue, I got thinking about this the other day, and I was. Um, I was googling for something I was googling for something completely unrelated. I am not a fan of the Simpsons. I realize that that's considered sacrilegious and perhaps un-American by many. I realize that. I just happen to prefer my comedies to be British. Um it's not that I don't find them funny. I just don't happen to watch them. So I don't know like the 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 reaction of people to the simpsons is almost almost like they're is religious and so that certain aspects of the show are treated as part of the south park canon so when i was thinking about the fact that the nobel prize in economics is being given on monday it'll be announced monday morning i got to thinking about about this and i thought to myself what is the topic that they would like to have most addressed? It was such a surprise to people that uh, Greta Thunberg, the, uh, the, the, the young uh, Swedish teen who, uh, who came over and lectured the UN on global climate change, didn't win the Peace Prize. There were people even arguing that it was stolen from her. But I thought to myself, you know, they usually try to make a statement about something important happening at, the mom- at, at this particular moment uh, when they hand out these prizes. Okay, I was cool with the idea that the people that created the lithium-ion battery got got a prize and was like, yeah, well, they catch fire. It's like, yeah, they also make sure that my cell phone works for 24 hours at, when I'm hammering on the thing all day trying to stay in contact with people and keep track of the news. All right, you know. <laughs> you can't make a cell phone without frying a few. But anyway, I was thinking about the economics price, and I said, what are they going to want to talk about? I said, oh, they're going to do something on trade and tariffs because they're going to want to assert themselves into this. And so I thought to myself, who's the economist that's probably most written the most and best about international trade, and particularly one who would probably not be an American? Uh, it's because they there might be some bias against Americans. And so I wasn't sure if this person won a Nobel Prize, so I went to look it up. And what do I find? I find a South Park clip. 
And I'm like, why am I looking for this person and finding a South Park clip? And here's why. Go ahead and play The Simpsons. It's 4 a.m. You kids should have been in bed a half hour ago. We're watching the Nobel Prize announcements live from Stockholm. Oh, the Nobis. <laughs> For economics, Jagdish Bhagwati. Him in the pool. Lucky. Quiet. It's time for the noblest Nobel okay. Prize of all. You can stop there. That's hilarious. That cracked me up because the person I was looking up was indeed Jagdish Bhagwati, who is probably the preeminent uh, international trade uh, specialist in the world right now. It's written many, many great works in this. And so there are to win the Nobel Prize, you have to you have to be alive to win the Nobel Prize. You, okay, they do not award it to somebody posthumously. This is the fifty first year of the Nobel Prize in economics, and I just thought to myself, you know, it just seems likely that they're going to do something for trade, and so that's my and so before seeing The Simpsons, it was my bet that. Jagdish Bhagwati would win would win the Nobel Prize for Economics on Monday. I still think that's true. The gentleman is Professor Bhagwati is is in his seventies, and so typically typically you want to make sure that if there's someone you want to give the award to, you make sure you get it to them get it to them early enough so they can enjoy it for a while. Okay, I'll let you know. Follow us on Twitter with the hashtag #PoundKBRS. I'll let you know who wins the prize. I'll be a little bit disappointed, in fact, if it's not Bhagwati. But I think I called my shot, as did the Simpsons. Wyatt, thank you so much. Uh, a difficult production day that, that uh, I have no idea. It still sounded fabulous. And I thank you so much for listening today to the King Banyan Show on Business Quit smoking, chew, and vaping with this half-price offer from Business 1440 and breathe freedom from nicotine. Get one program for just 250 That's half price for the faster, easier, and more effective way to quit smoking. There's a limited number of these half-off deals available. It's just $250 for one person, meaning you could save thousands this year. Call Business 1440 today at 651-405-8800. That's 651-405-8800. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. Hi, this is PJ from PJ's Appliance Outlet, your local, family-owned, and operated appliance store. No matter where you live in the Twin Cities, PJ's is worth the drive. We're centrally located in Plymouth. Just this past month, we've had satisfied customers from Maple Grove, St. Paul, Minneapolis, Eden Prairie, Bloomington, all over the Twin Cities. 
We take great pride in separating ourselves from those overpriced big box stores by simply providing over-the-top customer service, great quality products at unbeatable prices. PJ's has quickly become the trusted go-to store for brand new scratch and dent appliances. You can save hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars on brand new warrantied name brand refrigerators, ovens, washers and dryers, dishwashers and freezers, top brands like LG, Frigidaire and much more. Come visit our showroom today and ask for PJ, Bob or Jake or visit our website at pjsapplianceoutlet.com. That's pjsapplianceoutlet.com where every deal is a steal. Let's face it, life can get busy. Between work, trips to the cabin on the weekends, keeping your eye on the markets, with everything going on, convenience usually comes at a premium. But Business 1440 is here to make things a bit easier. With the iHeartRadio app, you can stream your favorite shows anytime, anywhere, and it's free. Download iHeartRadio from the App Store or listen online at iHeartRadio.com and stay connected with your best financial partner wherever you go. Business 1440. 